You will often get a chance to help someone every single day. And now for Success Forces Part 23, Helping Others. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And there was this big, strong man who came and he knocked on the pastor's house door. And the pastor opened the door and the big man asked, he says, I'm here to see your wife. A family needs help. The pastor's wife had this reputation that she really helped a whole lot of people. So the pastor called his wife out and the big man stood there and he said, look, I'm here on behalf of a family in dire need. He said, the father is dead. The mother is very ill. They have nine children. It's cold outside. And if someone doesn't come up with $1,000 to pay their rent, they're going to be evicted and put out on this cold, lonely, hard street. So I'm just here just to plead for the money to keep this family from being put out on the street. And the man was just an emotional, and she could see tears welling up in his eyes. And the wife says, that is such a touching story, and she hadn't ever seen the man. She said, do you mind if I ask exactly who are you? And he was just crying. He was wiping his eyes with a handkerchief. He said, I'm the landlord. <laughs> and today, I continue with the series of success forces, and today I'm talking about the success force of helping people. The success force of helping people. Most of our modern success wisdom centers all around helping ourselves. But there's a whole power in just the success force of helping others. And some of you, just today, you're going to be given the opportunity to help someone. I want A.B. to play the video. This happened on the last service as I was leaving. I left the church. If you notice, you're going to see a truck come and hit this car. You just saw it hit. So here I am driving. I normally take the expressway, but I was just led to go the back streets. And here this pickup truck had run into this Mercedes. That's the camera in my car that captured everything. You can turn off the video now. So here what happened. I'm leaving church. I see this pickup truck, and the car is right in front of me. It's the next car in front of me. I see this pickup truck run the light, hit this car, and I hear this loud bam. So I stand there, and eventually we help the young lady out of the car who was in the Mercedes. And the gentleman who was in the pickup truck had disappeared, and the truck was still running. So we're sitting there, and then not only was the truck still running, there was some gas leaking out down the street, and the truck still running. We couldn't figure out what happened to the man who was driving the truck. So when we looked in the truck, we saw the dash was all torn out, and the truck was hot-wired. So the man had stolen the truck, was driving the stolen truck hot-wired, couldn't turn it off, ran the red light, 
hit this lady in the car. We got the lady out. I called the police, and they were telling the lady, Look, just sit on the side of the curb here until the ambulance comes because you may have some injuries. You may have some soft tissue damage or whiplash or whatever. I said, no, don't let her sit on the curb. So I opened my car door, and she sat in my car. It took 40 minutes for the police to get there and about 45 minutes for the ambulance to get there. But she wasn't really hurt. But she said she had all this pain in her side, so she may have had soft tissue damage. The point is... You will often get a chance to help someone every single day. It's one of the 13 commands that God has given me. Help someone every day. Help someone every day. Now, this is not in the normal success genre because it's so self-centered. You never see a book talking about how to give a million dollars. It just won't sell. Everybody's interested in how to make a million dollars, but it won't sell if you write a book called How to Give a Million Dollars. Just won't sell. But there is a power in helping people that most people don't realize. We had a homegoing celebration. One of our best members transitioned about a week ago. Her name was Kathy Allen, and she was perhaps the best example that I've ever seen of just helping people. She was here at every single service, at every single event, and she was always serving. She never sat. She always served. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And she always had a smile. And do you know somehow, for whatever reason, everybody has problems. Even pastors have problems. I don't know whether you all know it or not, but sometimes even the president has problems. Everybody has problems. But there's something about people who spend their focus giving. They don't seem to have as many problems as everybody else. There's just something about it. They just don't seem to have manifested as many problems as everybody else, or at least the problems they do have. They're giving nature and attitude. It so covers the problems that you never see them, and it takes away so much of the pain. And this lady was here at every single event, always had a smile on her face. She's just as quiet, but she always served. She was almost like a fixture. So if you know if you came to an event here at the church, Kathy Allen was going to be there, and she was going to be there serving. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You need to help someone every day. When I got to the church yesterday and I walked in, Brother Cody helped me. Now, Brother Cody normally stands at the front of the steps and he'll walk down the steps and the ladies will come up, he'll come and he'll help every lady up the steps. But Brother Cody didn't help me because I came in the back steps. He didn't help me down or up the steps. I'm going to tell you how Brother Cody helped me. This is how Brother Cody helped me. Now, this is a red tie. And you're saying to yourself, well, how did Brother Cody help you with a red tie? When I walked in, and I had on a black suit and a black shirt and this red tie, Brother Cody said, Pastor, that tie sure looks good. Now, I didn't make this tie. I didn't design this tie. I'm not even sure if I bought the tie. But there was something about it when Brother Cody said, Pastor, That tie sure looks good. Something about that just made me feel better. Do you know your ability to help someone 
is so broad and it can work in so many different ways. Just a compliment. It does something because a lot of times you don't know what folk have gone through. You just don't. And just a compliment. I was at a homegoing service. We were at the grave site and one of the daughters of the lady who passed away, I think her aunt came up to her and told her she had on a mask because everyone they had on the mask. So all you could see were eyes. And I remember her telling Tiffany, she says, you have the most beautiful eyes. She said, don't people tell you all the time how pretty your eyes are? And Tiffany didn't respond. But I saw Tiffany's eyes light up even at the grave site of her mother's burial. And I looked at Tiffany's eyes and I said to myself, doggone it, they ain't real pretty. And see, that's all she could see was just eyes. When you focus on helping others, you will find things and you will find ways to help others and to brighten others' days. And when you help others, you will help yourself. One team of sociologists tracked 2,000 people over a five-year period, and they found that Americans who described themselves as extremely happy volunteered an average of 5.8 hours per month. That was the minimum, actually, not the average. They volunteered at least 5.8 hours a month. That's about an hour and 15 minutes or so a week. But these were the people who described themselves as extremely happy. You know, I tell you all the time, I'm just real. I'm happier now than I've ever been in in my life. But I spend a lot of time helping people. I spend a lot of resources helping people. And psychologists have found over and over, they've done the experiments, they've given people money, and they've told them one or two things. One group, they'll tell them, take this money and go out and spend this money on yourself. And they tell the other group, take this money and go out and spend this money on others. And without fail. Now, natural logic would have you think that, well, if I spent the money on me, that's going to make me much happier than if I spend it on somebody else. But that's not what the surveys and that's not what the studies have shown. The studies have shown when the people spend the money on someone else, they are much happier. And even here, We used to have a prayer vigil that was three days a week every year. And I would make a request on Mountain Wings for people to send out or go to mountainwings.com and click prayer request. And they would send in all of these prayer requests. And we would average about 5,000 prayer requests. And we would spend three 24-hour periods. I would take a day. Pastor C. Elijah would take a day and Pastor James would take a day and we'd have a team of people and we would spend 24 hours in nonstop prayer. And almost universally, everyone who spent the full 24 hours in prayer, they all came to me. They all said the same thing. Pastor, I feel so much better after praying for all these folk. And they said, first of all, I feel so much better because I realized the little problems I thought I had after reading up all these problems, my little problems are nothing compared to all the problems I've been praying over. And we've gotten away from that. We haven't done that in years. But I want to even ask now, because we still have the prayer request site up. We still get prayer requests in every single day. And I want to ask for three volunteers just to pray for folk. You will get the prayer request. We'll get your email address. We'll actually need to assign you an email address so you can respond to people. 
Because sometimes when I respond to a prayer request, oh, the people are just so, it does so much when people know somebody is praying for them and somebody cares. Now, you want somebody praying for you. I want folk praying for me. Sometimes I'll walk some path I'm praying for you. I'll say, I need it. We want people to care for us. We want people to pray for us. But suppose you're called to be the prayer. Suppose you're called to be the one who cares for other people. And you'll find that what it will do for you, it will help to relieve you. You know, this is what happened with Job. When you read Job, and if you ask who's been through the roughest time in the Bible, everybody's going to say Job. God did not reverse Job's situation until he prayed for his friends. And for some of you just to be able to pray for somebody, it's going to help you. Because in so many study after study, if you're at risk for heart problems, your doctors probably told you to cut back on red meat or stress. But one piece of research showed that older individuals who volunteered for at least 200 hours a year decreased their risk of high blood pressure by a whopping 40%. Now, 200 hours a year, that's about four hours a week. So those who spent four hours a week volunteering cut their blood pressure risk by 40%, almost in half. And see, a lot of times high blood pressure just caused by stress. When you're helping somebody else and not focused on your stuff. Because, you know, the society is just geared to that. It always has been. It's always geared to me and mine. When you're not so focused on just your stuff, It takes stress off of you. They've even found not only does it lower stress when you help folks, it lowers folks' stress just when they help animals. So when you help anybody, helping is one of those success forces. You'll find oftentimes people, they got all this money, but they're so stressed. They got all this depression because they're so focused on getting more and more stuff. They're focused on me and my problems and my situations. When you start praying for other folks, it's going to relieve some of your own situations. And I don't want to get but three folks after service, and I want three folk who are not doing a whole lot in the church already. Because a lot of times what you get is, you know, the people who are already doing a whole lot will volunteer. And usually if you want to get something done, that's what it is. Give it to a busy person. Don't give it to somebody not doing anything. Give it to a busy person. I want somebody, and you're here, you've been a member, but you haven't been participating in anything. Just three people. And what you're going to do, you get prayer requests every single day. You pray over the prayer request and you respond if God leads you to respond and just let people know, I understand your situation. I'm praying for you. And when that happens, you'll be surprised the change it will bring in your life. Volunteering helps counteract the effects of stress, anger and anxiety. The social contact aspect of helping and working with others can have a profound effect on your overall psychological well-being. Nothing relieves stress better than a meaningful connection to another person. Working with pets and other animals has also been shown to improve mood and reduce stress and anxiety. Volunteering combats depression. Depression is number sad. You sad? Start helping somebody else. And you find it'll start lifting your spirits. Volunteering keeps you in regular contact with others and helps you develop a solid support system, which in turn protects you against depression. Now, the young lady who passed recently here in the church who did so much volunteering and so much help, her best friend also did a whole lot of the volunteering here. They became best friends. 
And do you know, I never will forget what God spoke to me one early morning in my prayer. He said, a friend is more valuable than a fortune. Now, most of y'all would rather have had a fortune, but you don't understand a friend is more valuable. They found each other volunteering. And sometimes depression is just caused by the fact that you have no meaningful folk to connect with. You're just alone. And being alone makes it harder than anything. You can handle anything better if you've got somebody on one accord with you going through the thing. Just to have somebody to just talk to makes a difference. Sometimes in some of the prayer requests, people will write out these long prayer requests. be a whole page. And when they get to the end, they'll say, I feel so much. I haven't even submitted the prayer request yet. I feel so much better just having somebody I can send all my stuff to. So they feel better for they even submit it. So sometimes when you volunteer, you connect with people. And then you're going to connect with a like-minded spirit that's usually a good spirit That's usually because it takes a certain mentality to want to serve. You're not generally going to connect with the self-centered, selfish person who just always want to be served. That's why Jesus got down and washed the disciples' feet. He functioned as a servant. He came to serve, not to be the master. Most of us just want to be the master. We want to be served, but we don't want to serve. So you'll find when you serve, it's going to make a world of difference. And it's not just for your body, for your mind, for your spirit. I believe this thing affects your money. When you give to others, when you focus on that, there's something about it that liberates your financial flow. I remember even in ministry When my brother Dale started, I was his whole AV department. When we started Bible study in the house, I had started recording his messages, and I went and bought a tape duplicator, so I would duplicate. This is back with cassette tapes, long before we had MP3 downloads and all that stuff. You had to get a cassette tape. So I would go and record the service, make the message available right after service when he got his first church. They had no video system whatsoever. I was the whole AV department. Every Sunday, I would be there. Every Thursday, I would be there, and I would come right there. I had to set up right in the aisle. Well, no booth and all that kind of stuff. I had to bring a tripod. I had to set it up in the aisle. I had to plug up the stuff and be recording by the time he walked up to the podium. For the years he was at that church, I was the sole A-B person. I recorded everything. I went and bought the tapes. I took it back to my house. I edited the video and then carried it down to the TV station. And every time he got up to speak, I was never late, not one single time. And I never got paid a penny by man. You all say by man. So you can never do anything for God that he doesn't pay you for extremely well. God pays you a lot better than man will pay you. So I never got paid. It's just like I passed here at the church. That's helping people because I don't get paid by man or woman because a lot of women give money in the church. I don't get paid by man nor woman. But God pays you better than man or woman can ever pay you because his currency is different than man's currency. God can pay you in health. God can pay you in peace. God can pay you in favor. God can pay you in protection. It's just like that crash that I showed you. Had I had been a few seconds earlier, that hot, wired, stolen truck would have crashed into my car. Now, I would have still been protected, but then I'd have had all of the hassle of having to go get my car fixed and all this stuff. The man didn't have no insurance. Not only did he have no insurance, wasn't no man because he had run away. So I'd have had all kinds of hassle. So God put me in a position to be a helper 
instead of being the helpy. And that's why the Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. And it's hard for us to understand that principle and that truth, but it's a truth. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So to even help within God's house, there is a blessing that will return to you that you won't even have room enough to receive. And not only does it help your spirit, it's just help my money. We've just seen hedges around us and just protection of where when other stuff going down, we just bless beyond measure. And I talk about it a lot of time within the families. I say, Lord, I don't even understand why you bless me so much. And it's not that I don't have stuff that's wrong or stuff that I may think is missing or stuff that I think could be improved. I got plenty of areas like that. But I don't focus on the stuff I'm missing. I'm focused on the blessings I've got. And I focus on helping other people. I have to find somebody to help every day to stay in command with God. And many of you need to adopt that same thing. And you go, Pastor, I ain't got no money to help for you. It doesn't have to be money. Just look into your eyes and just tell them you got some pretty eyes. And do you know if you tell a person that every time they go in the mirror, they're going to hang just a few seconds longer. Looking at their eyes is a I, you know they right. My eyes are real pretty. Do you know that if you compliment and if you find things about people, and sometimes to be honest about it, it'd be hard to find some stuff, but everybody has beauty. And if you find the beauty, they, they may just have one plat that's just pretty. And you just have to tell them, that's the prettiest plat I've ever seen. Everything about them just made me totally wrecked. But that's the prettiest plat. They'll go back there and they'll be looking at that plat all day long. Just like I looked at this tie. Now, I've had this tie for I don't know how long. I don't know how old this tie is. But it looked brand new after Brother Cody told me, Pastor, that's a sharp tie you got on. How many of you can find something good to say? Now, we're so easy to be able to point out criticisms. But how many of you can find something good to say about somebody that will change their life? Volunteering makes you happy. By measuring hormones and brain activity, researchers have discovered that being helpful to others delivers immense pleasure. Human beings are hardwired to give to others. The more we give, the happier we feel. There's a whole lot of things that talk about how giving and volunteering, it just helps you. Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's a simple biblical principle. Give. And a lot of times we use this verse talking about tithes and offering. I'm not just talking about tithes and offering. I'm talking about giving outside of the church. Because when God tells me to help someone every day, that really has nothing to do with my tithing. That has nothing to do with that. That's helping people on a one-on-one basis. And sometimes, as a matter of fact, I even have an organization that if for some reason I have made it through the day without helping anybody, I go and I find, it's an organization called Kiva.org, K-I-V-A.org. They help people all around the world. And they've got all of these different countries with people with issues. So if I have missed my day and help, I will go and find a person on Kiva.org and donate to them in some form or fashion. So whatever you do, when I go out to eat, I'm what's called a ridiculous tipper. I'm a ridiculous tipper. 
I've had the waitress literally run out of the restaurant after and say, sir, you left your money. She could not understand that I was leaving her that much as a tip. Do you know how hard it is to wait tables and how much struggle people have to go through? Now, if God has blessed you, then you need to have the mentality, I want to bless other folk. And they'll have this little thing down to suggest it, you know, 10 percent, 15 percent. And they have. I don't even look at that. I try to put myself and see some customers be rough. Some customers just be rough. Now, I hope, ladies, you all don't take this the wrong way. But women be much harder to wait on than men. They really, really, really do. You go in there, a man just said, give me a number five. That's it. You go in there and the lady, she said, I want a number seven, but can you hold the sauce? And then I don't want these raisins. And with my salad, can you not put any tomatoes in it? And then on the meat, can you not put any pepper and salt? And I want a little bit of garlic on the side. And if you got some celery, can you chop that up and sprinkle it on? See, there's a difference. Now, I know we may not have anybody in the ark like that, but I'm telling you, it's just harder with a woman. Man just going to just give me the number. That's just it. Woman got all these. So sometimes for a waiter, it's just hard. And then you got to remember all this stuff and write all this stuff down. And if you get back, I told you I wanted the celery chopped up, and you didn't chop it up. Then you got all this stuff if you mess up and mess up something. So it's a hard job. So I can put myself in their shoes sometimes. And I say, I'm going to make this waiter or this waitress, at least they're going to have one customer that for their shift, they're going to say, this fella here just tipped me a ridiculous amount. You know how in the movie Clint Eastwood used to play Dirty Harry? And right when he'd go up on a criminal and the criminal was about to do something, pull a gun or whatever, Clint Eastwood pull out his big 44 Magnum point and said, make my day. Basically, what he was saying was make my day by Jesse. You do something, I'm going to blow your head off, and that's going to make my day. You need to have the opposite, and you need to think of who can I make their day? Who can I help? Who can I compliment? Who can I tip? Who can I bless? Who can I make their day? And when you start thinking like this, it's a success force. Because there's something in the divine pattern and then in the divine flow that when you begin to help others, there's something about it. It flows into your world so many different ways. Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use. It will be measured to you. If you give with a teaspoon, you'll be given back to with a teaspoon. If you give with an eyedropper, it will be given back with an eyedropper. If you give with a shovel, it will be shoveled back to you. If you give with a wheelbarrow, it will be wheelbarrowed back to you. If you give with a pickup truck, it will be pickup trucked back to you. If you give with an 18-wheeler full, it will be 18-wheelered back to you. With the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Eyedropper or 18-wheeler. 
These are the choices that we make. And it's not depending on your material resources because some of the most valuable gifts and some of the most valuable help that you can give is going to be with the words of your mouth, with encouraging and lifting up and building up people. Eyedropper or 18-wheeler. Help someone every day. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to this entire message or the entire Success Force series absolutely free of charge. It's our gift to you. We've got over 2,000 sermons on brothersoftheword.com that you can listen to all day long and all night long. Even brothersoftheword.com, if you click listen live, sermons will play 24-7. So just go to brothersoftheword.com and click the listen live or go to botw.live. And you'll hear sermons 24-7. It won't cost you a dime. It's our gift to you. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, 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 amen. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part 23 of the series titled, Success Forces, subtitled, Helping Others, by Nathaniel Bronner. This sermon is number 5893, that's 5893, to listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 5893 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need. Word. Oh, brothers of the world.